everyone. Welcome back or welcome to Paranoid. My name is Jillian Stone and I'm officially back in the chair and so ready to film today's video. I took a month off podcasting and honestly I am so glad I did because it gave me the ability to sit back and get creative for this November. So as you know this podcast is dedicated to everything weird, true, and creepy so this episode is going to be discussing just that. In this episode, we are going to discuss a plethora of things from vampirism, secret societies, and even crushing false idols as well. Growing up, I had always been super interested in all of the Halloween stuff, and sadly, I was blinded by a lot of it. I used to celebrate every year and spend months decorating my Pinterest boards with ideas for what I was going to be for Halloween that year. And I'm going to dedicate this episode to debunking what I used to look at as heroes in proving the villains that each subject brings forth. So let's start with our first topic, vampires. Now I'm sure we have all seen the movies, TV shows, and constant glamorization in pop culture of vampirism, blood sucking, and all things pretty much cannibalism. I was one of those girls who was really into the trendy side of it all, and looking up to celebrities like Megan Fox, the Kardashians, and pop culture shows and movies such as The Vampire Diaries, The Originals, and of course, Twilight, I know I'm a basic girl at heart. Feel free to laugh. But what I didn't know is that the content that I was constantly engulfing myself in has an extremely dark, evil, and sinister root meaning. When I was researching this topic for you guys, I was constantly at war with the number one question I'm sure all of you guys are wondering too. Are vampires even real? The closest possibilities I can gather with that are yes and no. This is because when I think vampire, I either think Nephilim slash fallen angel or I think of vampirism as a practice in the satanic occult. And honestly, I believe I'm right on both. The word vampire stems from multiple different roots, such as demon, succubus, or devil. So immediately we know that this is an entity we are talking about. But there is also specific proof of satanic occults mimicking this blood-sucking behavior via rituals. I was lucky enough to get to spend my 21st birthday in Salem, Massachusetts, where I learned surprisingly a lot about vampires and some disturbing crimes associated with vampirism. I first learned that there are three types of vampirism that exist in the modern-day world. One is blood fetishists who find blood sucking to be arousing and only practice vampirism on occasion with a donor to provide them blood to drink. The second are imitation vampires, which try to imitate the vampires that only exist on the big screen. I'm talking about Twilight, Dracula Untold types, and boy, do I wonder what types of kids they would have been to sit next to at lunch. (laughs) The third is true vampires. These people are very dangerous because they're the Jeffrey Dahmer types who seriously will kill to satisfy their bloodlust. Now we know about the correlations between vampirism and the satanic occult. We know that Satanists practice blood rituals and have been linked to Pizzagate as well as the secret societies. So it's not surprising that vampirism comes in a few physical forms. As a person who has been incredibly interested in finding out the truth, I wanted to bring to the table a topic that I've spent a long time researching. MKUltra. 
Upon researching MKUltra, I discovered that vampirism is the result of a particular programming called Epsilon. I'm going to read an excerpt from a source that I have found to be incredibly reliable because it even helped me in my journey to reprogram myself back to normal in my individual MKUltra programming. Remember, we have all been programmed in some way, shape, or form. Epsilon is a non-human form, often mythological, that are produced from MKUltra altars. Each MKUltra later will create a different type or genre of Epsilon. These are also categorized as earth, air, fire, or water beings. Many celebrities have Epsilon forms, but wouldn't necessarily know it. Theta, Chi, and Epsilon can more easily identify these forms in others. Military and CIA imaging can photograph and video the astral form to identify and verify exactly what it is. Epsilence consists of beings like dragons, vampires, mermaids, fairies, elves, etc. When a person seeks treatment or healing and can begin integrating, they dissolve back into the human form. Integration for MKUltra meaning more of an exorcism. Integration is when the identity, aka alter, leaves your body. So that was a lot to unpack. I almost feel that with every, I guess, scary thing or pop culture trend or even social issue, there is a hint of MKUltra involved. But hey, the more we know about it, the better it will be to focus on the only good, true thing in our lives. And that is God. So I'm guessing you thought we would be done with Epsilon. If so, you guessed wrong. (laughs) I researched this word down to the core and found that there is a Yale fraternity called Delta Kappa Epsilon. This frat was founded in 1844 and was dedicated to producing distinguished leaders and jolly old fellows. But what is dark about it? is that there are some belonging to the Skull and Bones Society during their time in Delta Kappa Epsilon. This is incredibly shocking, but here are a few names of those belonging to Delta Kappa Epsilon. Governor Ron DeSantis, George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Theodore Roosevelt, Gerald Ford, and I always mess up this last one, Rutherford B. Hayes. Oh, hey, I got it. As we know, these were presidents of the United States. And as we know further, the Bush family is infamous for being involved in the Skull and Bone Society and Theodore Roosevelt being a Freemason. Isn't it interesting how they all connect? I'm pretty sure that the Skull and Bones drink out of human schools too, adding further into the vampire topic. So I wonder what Delta Kappa Epsilon did as they were a pretty controversial fraternity. So what now? What was the point of Delta Kappa Epsilon? And what is the point of Skull and Bones or even Freemasonry? I think we all know that answer. To gain power. But how? How is it that everyone involved in these fraternities becomes so important? It's because they sold their soul. Now I know what the skeptics are already saying. Jillian, selling your soul isn't real. But what the skeptics don't understand is that the act of selling your soul is one of the realest things that you can do. And it happens all the time. 
So upon researching this topic to explain it better for you guys, I came across some hilarious pop-ups like five steps to sell your soul to Satan. (laughs) That's not how it works. So on accounts of what we know, which is honestly surface level, the secret societies of the New World Order all have a requirement in order to provide to its members fame, fortune, beauty, or whatever skill they are looking to excel in. It is either to sacrifice yourself or someone you value greatly, aka family or friends or even pets, which is, ugh, I don't even want to think about that one, in some way, shape, or form. This is either through, once again, this is only what we have been able to see, murder, the changing of gender, the pledging of allegiance to Satan or the Illuminati, etc., This all has to be done in public as well because they believe in what is called revelation of the method, which is an alchemaic term used for showing an agenda, a happening or event via clues, symbolism, or imagery. So for instance, if I sacrificed my mom, I would have to in some way admit what I sacrificed her to through a clue. Of course, I would never be a part of one of those secret societies, and I don't value fame or fortune like all of these wackos do. In fact, I find it incredibly sad because of their mindset. It's the entire mindset of these people, though, because really, it's just heartbreaking to think about. Since the fall of Satan and the fallen angels, these evil beings knew that in deciding to choose the path of darkness over God, they would be cursed to the earth for all of eternity and be sentenced to their own end times. So with that in mind, you then learn that because of the unwavering truth of an end time in sight, Satan and the demons have their evil duties to take as many with them as they can. And that's why they invented Satanism. The New Age, Judaism, Catholicism, Mormonism, Islam, and really every denomination of church is because they only have one purpose left on earth, and that is to deceive you until you are condemned just like they are. Satan is completely shut out of the light from God, leaving him no one to worship but himself, the sun, moon, and stars. Why do you think the Star of David has six sides? Or the moon representing Islam looks exactly like the Baphomet moon? Or why is it that every single painting of Mary in the Catholic Church is the same exact depiction of Isis? It's truly a spiritual battle, and we have been set up for absolute failure here on earth. But the thing is, God knows that this earth is failing, and that is why he gives us the opportunity to choose him. And that is a beautiful thing. With all that said, I think that this will be a great point to end off this video. I'm so sorry for the delay in getting this up. It's been such a crazy month for me, but hopefully things will get back on track soon. If you like this podcast, make sure to give me a five star on Spotify because it helps me a lot. And if you're listening through my website or maybe you just found out about it, make sure to check out my merch too because it would also help a ton if you could support me in that way. But no pressure, of course. I will see you all in the next podcast. Bye, everybody.